mighty and everlasting Father. You said in your word that for this cause shall a man leave mother and father and cling unto his wife. And you said, whatsoever God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Father, you said that he that finds a wife finds a good thing and will receive favor from you. These two couples, Lord, that they are planning to get married, will raise them to you. When the desire started in their heart, you knew about it. When they prayed and asked for direction, you answered them. Father, whatever the enemy might have planned, before, during, and after the wedding, we cancel it today in the name of Jesus. We decree this morning that those weddings will be a glorious event. That all that they need will be provided miraculously. That their life will be a life of fruitfulness, of joy, of peace, and of love and righteousness in the name of Jesus. Glory be to you, Lord. Father, as we stand to hear your word, let the heavens open. Speak to us, Lord. Let your presence make a difference. Because there's no man that can come into your presence that will ever remain the same. Father, let your presence make a difference today. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Can you stand up with me, please? Amen. Amen. I want you to close your eyes. I've returned it. It's gone. It's gone. Just close your eyes. I need you to think. Think. And what are you going to think about? I want you to think about your life. I want you to think, think about those periods that you encounter a blessing. What is your reaction? When you have talked about those periods that you have encountered a blessing, and you have thought about what your reaction will be, I want you to think about those periods that it seems that what you are expecting you do not get. What is your reaction? And I want you to answer yourself. Is your reaction the same? Also, I want you to think about when you discuss with another person and you discover that that which you have wished for, hoped for, desired for, they got it so easily. What is the thought of your heart? Is it the same as the first two? I want you to think. Are you here by yourself? Or you are here based on the grace, the favor, the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus. What is your reaction? Amen? Are you thinking? Don't look at me. Close your eyes and think. I said close your eyes so that you can concentrate. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are you here... Standing in this room today because Jesus died for you. If you are, why do you get angry when you don't receive that which you desire? Why do you get sad when it seems others are progressing faster or they are better than you? 
Why is it that when you pray and you don't receive the answer in the next one year, you start to ask God questions? Think about your reaction. Because the Lord wants to talk to you today. It is not me that wants to talk to you. It is the Lord that wants to talk to you. And when you are finished thinking, I want you to start to pray. And I want you to tell the Lord this afternoon and say, Lord, speak to me. I lay down everything in my life that has been competing with your attention. Speak to me. When we were singing, we said a song, we, we sang a song that said, I give my life to you. Is that true? Are you, have you really given your life to him? Or do you still keep the murmuring? Do you keep the anger? Do you keep the disappointment? Because what God desires from you and I is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. What God desires from you and I is irrespective of what you see. Know that indeed I am on the throne. We read a scripture that says that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro the whole earth. Seeking those whose heart are perfect towards him. What is the characteristic of a perfect heart? Think, think. The Lord Jesus said, let your eyes be single. And he said, your whole body will be full of light. What he was talking about there is simple. He said, think and focus on me. Forget about what you don't have. Forget about, forget about what you're about to get and it disappears. Forget about what you had and was stolen. Forget about what you even have and you're enjoying. He said, focus on me. So when you focus on me, he said, your whole body, your whole life, your whole job, your whole ministry, your whole family, everything that concerns you will be full of light. Open your mouth and start to say, Lord, touch me this afternoon. Father, I don't want to remain the same anymore. Lord, those times I have not focused on your word, I focused on my problems. Talk to me, Lord. Father, take out of my life everything that contests with you. Your word, the Bible says that your word is sharper than a two-edged sword. Father, let it divide from me today everything that makes me sad, that does not allow me to remember the things you have done in the past, but makes me think of the things I desire and I cannot have. Father, take them out of my life today. Jehovah, I stand before you. I am nothing without you. Lord, take, take every single thing. I does not give you glory out of my life today. Mighty Father, take it out of my life today. Take it out of my life today. Oh, Jehovah, I worship you. I worship you. Thank you, Daddy. Father, we stand before you. We are nothing without you. Mighty Father, we are not anything to think of anything of ourselves. But our righteousness is of you. That is why, Lord, we ask that this afternoon, you have graced us with your presence already. But do not allow us to live here the same. Let our life change. Let the entrance of your world bring light and bring understanding unto the simple in the name of Jesus. May your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we have prayed. What a mighty God we serve. If you believe we truly serve a mighty God, look at your neighbors and smile. And tell your neighbor, that mighty God is making a difference in your life today. I didn't tell you to say it. I said smile while you are saying it. The mighty God that will serve will make a difference in your life today. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There is somebody here. The Lord said, I should tell you that there are crooked paths in your life, but that from today it will make every crooked path straight. Yeah. I don't know who you are, but I know that our word will find you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us be seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Pray, plan. Pursue and praise. Pray.
pray, plan, pursue, and praise. Let us go to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 30. In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 30, the Lord has a message for you and I. We read verse 1 to 4, we go to 7 to 10, then we go to 13 to 19. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Siglach, Siglach on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire, and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. And David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. 7 to 10. And David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the heifer. And Abiathar brought hither the heifer to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered him and said, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. So David went, he and the six hundred men that were with him, and came to the brook Bessor, where those that were left behind stayed. But David pursued he and four hundred men, for two hundred are both behind, which were so faint that they could not go over the brook Bessor. Let us go to verse 13. And David said unto him, To whom belongest thou, and whence art thou? And he said, I am a young man of Egypt, servant to an Amalekite, and my master left me because three days ago I fell sick. And we made an invasion upon the south of the Cheratites, and upon the coast which belonged to Judah, and upon the south of Caleb, and we burnt Siglach, Siglach with fire. And David said to him, Canst thou bring me down to this company? And he said, Swear unto me by God, that thou wilt neither kill me, nor deliver me into the hands of my master, and I will bring thee down to this company. And when he had brought them down, behold, they were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing, because, all, because of all the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines, out of the land of Judah. And David smote them from the twilight even unto the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them, save four hundred young men, which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We just read the word of God. I thought you'd be excited. I said, praise the Lord. That's better. Amen. Amen. We have so much to talk about today, so I will not, I will not, but if I want to start from where I read, in the previous chapter today, David, who was a rebel leader, had banded together with the Philistines to go and battle on their behalf. And suddenly, some chiefs of the Philistines rose against him and told David's sponsor, we don't want David with us. Because in the midst of the battle, he could turn around and support Israel against us. And David fell back and said, why? If you know the history of David, David is a man that does not run from trouble. He thrives on challenges. If you read Psalm 23, you will know that even when he is in the deepest pain, he knows that God is standing there for him. But you see, God made the Philistines rise against David because of Ziklag. Amen. 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 David did not know that the Amalekites were going to burn Ziklag, but God knew. You might not know the plan of the enemy for you tomorrow, but God knows. That is why you must stop complaining, you must stop grumbling. We spend too much time Complaining and grumbling. We spend too much time comparing ourselves to others. We spend too much time counting what we have lost. We are not naming our blessing one by one. And brethren, God is tired. So David got to Ziklag. 
Yes, Zetrag had been born. But what was the reaction of the men of the, of the men that David had with him? Don't forget, these men were men that were in debt before, men that were despondent before, and men that were discouraged before, the men of the three deeds. But God used David to turn them to a mighty troop. But unfortunately, they were focused on their physical abilities, not on the ability of God. That was why they wanted to stone David. We didn't have time, that's why we didn't read it. But they wanted to stone David. David did not force them to come to him in the cave of Adullam. They went to David of their own accord. Praise the Lord. But the moment something went wrong, they looked for who to blame. And that was why God said we should do what we did at the beginning. When something does not work, when nothing is working, maybe this morning you did not have enough money to eat before you you came, who did you blame? Because I can guarantee you, if I ask everybody one by one, we always look for somebody to blame. Praise the Lord. And some of us, we have so much courage, we blame God. Well, you shouldn't be surprised because you are not the first person to blame God. The chosen ones blamed God when they were in the wilderness. The church in the wilderness blamed God. But the Bible said, David, although he wept, he did not weep because he would not see his wife and his children again. No. He wept because of what they might be going through. And why did I say that? After he wept, the Bible says he encouraged himself in his God and he sought God. That is why God is saying pray, plan, pursue, and praise. There's something God wants you and I to understand today. There is no child of God. There is no human being on the face of this earth that God does not have a plan for. He has a plan for every single person, even the unbeliever. He has a purpose for even the unbeliever. But the difference between fulfilling the plan and the purpose of God and not fulfilling it are located in two things. Faith, unbelief. Faith, unbelief. I'm going to say it again. Faith, unbelief. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because for you to become a child of God, you needed to have faith. How many of you were here over 2,000 years ago? Amen. Amen. How many of you were there when Peter caught a fish and brought money out of his mouth? How many of you were there when, when the Lord Jesus Mother told him they have no wine? And he said, woman, my time has not yet come. And she looked at him and turned away and said, whatever he tells you, do. And walked away. And the Lord turned water into wine. How many of you were there? How many of you were there when the thief said, Lord, remember me in your kingdom? But today you believe that Jesus was born of a virgin? He lived a sinless life. He went to the cross because of you and I. He died on the cross. He took your sin upon himself. He went to hell. Was there for three days. He conquered the devil and his forces and conquered hell. And he took the keys of hell, the keys of everything. And he resurrected on the third day through the power of the Most High. And he told his disciples... And he said, I am coming back for I go to prepare a place for you. And he was ascended into heaven. And you believe it. And that is why you are a child of God today. It means you have faith. So why is it you took that faith after that day? And you now picked the faith and you locked it in a safe. And you left it there. And you are now living your life. Like those of the world. Praise the Lord. Unfortunately, even the doors of the world, they are better than us in most cases. Let us go to the book of Luke chapter 16, verse 8. If you find it, please read it. And if you can project it, I want you to project it. Luke chapter 16, verse 8. There's something Jesus said there. He was speaking about a parable of the unrighteous servant. And the servant did something. 
and the master praised the servant. But there's something Jesus said that constantly, when I walk into some situations and I'm asking God, why is it that the children of the kingdom cannot achieve this? It takes me back to that scripture. Luke chapter 16, verse 8. Yes, sir. But the children of this world are in their own time. Why is that than the children of the light? Do you know that unbelievers have a lot more faith than we do? If not, Steve Jones would have come from the church. They take more risks. They put everything they have in faith. They chase it because they want to make a difference. But we wake up in the morning. We do not even tell God our plans. How many times have you told God, Lord, I have this vision. It is too big for me. But I know that at your time you will make it happen. No, we don't. We said, Lord, bless me. That's good. But when he blesses you, what do you use it for? Is there a desire in you to give everything that you have so that you will not have food to eat the next minute? Because if there's no desire like that, you cannot be like a Steve Jobs. You cannot be like a Bill Gates. You cannot be like those people in the world that have brought things that have made the world different. God wants us to do it. Because if he does not want us to do it, he wouldn't have told us in Genesis chapter 1, subdue the earth and replenish it. Because if he does not want us to do it, it would not have appeared to Solomon and told Solomon, what do you want? King Uzziah built weapons of war. And the Bible said, for as long as he was with God, God made him to prosper. So I don't know where the message is coming from that you need to be meek. Humility is not meekness. You can be humble and make a difference. God is waiting for you and I. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So the difference is faith and unbelief. And I don't know why. And I'm sure God does not know why. Because if God wouldn't have given me this message today. It does not disappoint. When it was time to spring the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called a man that has been a vagabond for 40 years. That tells me something. There is nothing that is impossible for the God that we serve. He said, Moses, you have been hiding in the wilderness. He has taken you 40 years to get a master's degree in humility. It is time to go get a PhD. And where am I going to get a PhD? Where I ran away from after I got my bachelor's degree? Egypt. But at the end of the day, Egypt did not remain the same. Because it found a man. Will he find you? Amen. Will he find you? In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, from 11 to 14, God said something to the children of Judah in captivity. Now, it was God that sent them into captivity. If you read Jeremiah 28 up to 29, you will see the entire story. So there's no point for us to read it here because of the time. He was the one that sent them to captivity. Now, when they got there, he told them in a previous verse... He said, listen, you are here now, relax, marry wives, build houses, make investments. It's about pray for the peace of this land. How can I be a slave and pray for the blessing of my master when I know that I will not receive the blessing? That shows that God has something in mind. 
Until God got to this place and he said, for I know the thoughts I have towards you. In fact, in verse 10 he said, I will keep you there until 70 years has been achieved of your captivity. He said, then I will bring you out. He said, I know the thoughts I have towards you. Thoughts of good and not of evil. To bring you to an expected end. And there's a particular Bible version that says to give you a hope and a future. But to you and I, because the Lord is speaking to me as he's speaking to you, do we think of that future in God, or do we think of the present? I hope you are thinking. What do you think about? Your mood, when there's a disappointment, tells me what you think about. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I need you to be alive. Praise the Lord. What do you think about? This is what God said. Could you read the the remaining um, verses, sir? 29 from 11. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh huh. Yes. Could you stop there first? He had to give them a promise. Then he said, after this promise, if you accept the promise, that is the only time you can pray and I will hear. That is the only time you can seek me and you will find me. Could you go ahead? And I will ask him unto you, and he shall seek me and find me. When he shall search for me with all your heart, and I will be found of you, says the Lord. Praise the Lord. Did God say anywhere there that if you cry, you will find me? Did he say that? Did he say that? He said, if you seek me, you will find me. And it is after you have prayed and have heard you and answered, and you have sought me and found me, that is the time I will take you out of your captivity. Let us go to Hebrews 11. Verse 1 and verse one and 2, then we go to verse 6, Hebrews 11. Yes. Now faith is the substance of things Yes. Yes. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Yes. By it, the elders obtained a good report. You see, I asked you at the beginning to give yourself a report. Was it a good report? I'm not saying you should tell me about it because I'm sure you won't want to tell me. But when you get home, think about it. Was that report you gave yourself at the beginning, was it a good report? Because if it was not a good report, it means that your faith that you had at the beginning... When you found Jesus, or he found you, you have locked it away. Can you go to verse 6, sir? But faith, by faith Noah being born of God, of things... No, verse 6, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he cometh to God, must be believed that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently Because without faith, it is impossible to please him. Every time you commit a sin, it is actually because you don't have faith in God. Because if you have faith in God that Jesus died, if you have enough faith that is a consuming fire, you will not sin against Him. Praise the Lord. Everything we do that does not glorify God, it is because the very foundation of our salvation, which is faith in Jesus, is missing. And the Lord has promised this year that this year will be a year of miracles, a year of demonstration of power, breakthroughs, deliverances. But do you know that unless we walk with God in faith, He cannot move? 
When David was crying, God was existing, but God did not talk. Until David looked for God. Praise the Lord. He, he has made the first move when Jesus went to the cross. Now we make the first move. Praise the Lord. Now what God was telling the children of Israel here was this. Listen, you are in captivity, don't complain. But behave like David. Psalm 62 verse 1 to 2. Behave like David. Behave like David. This is what David said. If you find it before me, read it. Psalm 62, 1 to 2. Praise the Lord. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Amen. When David wrote this, it was in deep trouble. Deep trouble. This psalm was written about the time David was running from Saul. When he was living in caves. But this was a young man that was anointed at the age of 13 that he was going to be a king. But he became a vagabond. But did David say, God, where, where is the anointing? Where were you? Or where are you since that day that Saul wants to kill me? No. He said, I will, it is God I trust in for my salvation. I will give everything to him. Because he is my hope. Let me tell you one thing. Tears does not move God. I have tried it. It did not work. Amen? Amen? But faith moves God. Because when you stand in faith, you challenge Him. When you challenge Him, heaven will move on your behalf. Jehoshaphat received a letter. Three nations were standing against Judah. Jehoshaphat took the letter and laid it before God and said, Lord, they have come. I don't know what to do. And he prayed. And the Lord spoke and said, tomorrow stand in battle. He said, because the battle is not yours. It is mine. It was, that was a promise, right? There was no evidence of winning. You and I, in this present world, when God says tomorrow the battle is, is it is not yours. When I wake up in the morning and I look outside, are they still there? Because I would have expected that God would have chased them away at night, right? Right? Because I want to understand God by the thoughts and the actions of man. But you see, our God is not like that. God let them stay there. In actual fact, I'm sure reinforcements came for the children of Moab and, and Ammon and Mount Seir through the night. But when Joseph woke up in the morning, this is what it is. He gathered the soldiers. He laid them in battle And he told the pastors and the choir. He said, take everything. He said, go to the front. He said, start to praise the beauty of holiness. Then he said, hear, O Israel. Obey the Lord your God. So shall you be established. Obey his prophets. So shall you prosper. And the Bible said, that when they started to worship God, that heaven rose. And the demons that have made these three soul armies face Judah, now made these three armies face each other. And the Bible describes it so well. The Bible says Moab and Mount Seir banded together and first finished Amnon. Then they now face each other. That is madness. Is it not? You bang with somebody to fight your enemy. When you finish, you face each other. It is madness. But do you know one thing? If you can just believe in God, that is the way madness will come upon those that are standing against you. And before the end of this year, the Egyptians you see today, you will see them no more. Because with serve God, that his eyes run to and fro the old earth, Seeking those whom he will make himself strong on their behalf. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So faith is the key to life. Because whatever is not of faith is a sin. Amen? So the question now remains, as a child of God, what do I do? 
How do I ensure that I keep this key at it? Nobody just say, how do I ensure that I find it? Because you already found it. If you are a born again child of God in this room, you have faith. The question is, are you using it? Amen? 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 Are you using it? So how do I, how do I keep it? How do I use it? The answer is simple. Focus on the Word of God. Let the Word of God become real to you. Let it become life to you. John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. If you find it, please read it. We are walking in partnership today. I'm not reading anything. You read. Amen. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. In other words, sorry sir, just wait. In other words, if I focus on the word of God, I am focusing on God. In other words, if I focus on the word of God, I am with God. But if I focus on the words of the world, I am not with God. If I focus on my feelings or what I see, I am not with God. Amen? Amen. Could you continue? The same was in the beginning with God. Yes. All things were made by the Yes. Can you see why you have to focus on the world? Because that thing you are looking for is located in the world. The word of God is the will of God. Amen? Amen? Uh, you don't believe me. I said amen. amen. The word of God is the will of God. Because there is nothing that was made. There is nothing that exists. Let me tell you the truth. Even demons exist because of the world. Because there were angels before. Before the rebel. Let's go ahead. In him was life. Mm-hmm. And the life was the light of men. Yes. And the light shineth in the darkness. Yes. And the darkness comprehended the light. Praise the Lord. The sermon is fast. Because everything you need is located in the world. In him. In him is life. Are you sick? Look for the word. Because the Bible says, and he sent his word, and it healed them. Do you desire a breakthrough? Look for the word. Because the Bible said, you will expand to the right and to the left. It says, strengthen your stakes. It says, lengthen your cords. Do you want victory? Look for the word. Because it says, you're wrestling against flesh and blood. Against principalities, against powers, against spiritual wickedness in my places. Do you desire wisdom? It is in the world. He said, does anyone slack wisdom? He said, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally, and upbraided not. Are you lonely? Look for the world. Because he said, call upon me in the day of trouble. He said, I will answer. Are you faced by an enemy that is bigger than you? Look for the world. Because those, those three boys told the king, king, live forever. He said, but we will not bow to you. That if our God cannot save us, we'll go to the fire. But the God that we serve sat in heaven. And he had a word that challenged him. And he said, son, it is time to go. And the king, God opened his eyes and he saw a vision. And he said, didn't we throw three in the fire? He said, but I see four. It did not only stop there. That is how God would do this year. Because he said, I see four. And he said, the appearance of the fourth one is like one of the sons of God. When they sit down to plan your demise, when they sit down to plan your dismissal, when they sit down to plan your, your discouragement, when they sit down to plan how they will destroy you completely, they will see one whose appearance is like one of the sons of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So speak the word into your situation. 
Don't speak what you feel. Don't speak what you see. Listen, I never tell people, those that know me know me well, I never tell you I am sick because I am not sick. The Bible says, let the weak say I'm strong. So I tell people, I said, I am strong. And when I get tired, I go into my bed and I sleep. I say, Lord, I thank you because I am well. I never tell people I am broke because I'm never broke. It is only sticks that get broken. I tell people, I said, my pocket is full. You know why? Because when heaven hears me, my pocket indeed will be full. Now, it does not mean that when I need it, sometimes I get it. No. But I glorify God anyway. Because he has made me a channel of blessing. So a channel does not store water. Right? He allows water to pass. But you know the funny thing? The channel can never be dry. For as long as he allows water to pass, one, the water will always be fresh. It will never be stagnant because stagnant water smells. So if you refuse to bless, you are not doing what God has called you to do. Praise the Lord. So you speak the word. Don't speak what you see. Do not speak what men say. Do not speak what you feel. Don't even confess what has happened in the past. Don't think about the mistakes of the past. We sang that song that says, even what has happened in the past, I give to you. Live it with him. Amen. 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 Now, speak in faith. How do you speak in faith? You speak the word of God in faith. Because I can tell you, you see, the way the world, this world is right today, it is difficult to speak in faith. You agree? Have you woken up any day and you open and you put on the TV, you don't hear about wars and rumors of wars. You don't hear about billionaires that commit suicide because their money disappeared. There is nothing in this world that can encourage you except the word. That is why you must speak the word of God and speak in faith. Praise the Lord. Now, unbelief is a snare of the enemy. In the book of Numbers... In the book of Numbers. No, no, don't go to Numbers. Let's go to one quick one. Second Kings chapter 7, verse 1 to 11. As you're opening it, I'll tell you what happened there, but I want you to open it. There was famine in Samaria. And two women entered a pact. One killed the child, and the other one said, that tomorrow we'll kill my own. By the next morning she hid her child. And they went to the king. And the king got tired and sent a messenger to Elisha. Of course, God told Elisha what was about to happen. When Elisha now got to the king, Elisha told the king, by time tomorrow, by this time tomorrow, a 50 gram bag of basmati rice will be sold for 100 baiza. You laughed, right? You laughed, right? That was exactly what the official that, was, that the king was resting on his hand did. Because he said, even if God opens the windows of heaven, can it be? And the man of God looked at him and said, well, you will see it. But you will not experience it. And the Bible said, God used four lepers to make it happen. Listen, don't ever Try to imagine how we God do it. Because the resources that God has are far more than whatever you have. Never imagine how we God do it. They might have given you a prophecy 20 years ago that you'll be a president of a country. Thank him for it. Because the man said, even if God opens the windows of heaven, I, I am the statistician. I'm the minister, minister for national planning. They send me all the figures. I know there is no food anywhere. All the strategic reserves have been eaten. So how can it happen? But you see, he forgot one thing. There is a storehouse in heaven. So unbelief is a snare. Unbelief is a snare. In the book of Numbers that we're supposed to read... The twelve spies have come back. They showed Moses and children of Israel the fruits. But they said, however, there are giants in the land. Of course, God knew. 
before he sent them God knew. Before you came to a man and met that boss that is, has decided that you are a devil, God was going to be there. But do you know why God brought you to a man? So that through that man, you can develop the strength to climb to the next level. That is why you must pray, you must plan, you must pursue, and you must praise. Because without faith, no man can please God. Now brethren, my heart bleeds. Because when I look at this congregation, we are not where God wants us to be. Praise the Lord. And it's not about holiness. Because I know that we are God-fearing. It is not about prayer. Because I know that when it is time for prayer, a lot of people come. Maybe about 40%. So you 60% you need to repent. When it's time for praise. Because I know that I dance very well here. I know some people dance also and they sing well. But the problem is this. We do all that mechanically. We're not doing it because we know that we serve a mighty God. We're not doing it because we know that we serve a God that when He speaks, the mountain skips like young goats. We're not doing it because we are proud of the God that we serve. We are not doing it because we know that we have authority over serpents and scorpions. We are doing it just because if we don't do it, they will say, I did not come. Brethren, we need to change. David prayed. David prayed. And God said, okay, go. Well, let us assume that God did not tell him go. Because he has prayed, knowing David, he would know that God will be with him. And he would have planned and he would have pursued. And the Egyptian that they saw, do you think he fell sick of his own accord? That is God still in action. So there are things that happen around you that you might not know why they are happening. I need you to know from today that it is because God is in control. You didn't say that amen with confidence. I said it's because amen. God is in control. Amen. Things have happened in my life that when it now happens, and I remember that six years ago, God showed me, but he showed me a fragment. Now, I say, oh, that is why he showed me that. Don't let us limit God with our time. He is bigger than time. The Bible says, my time is in his hands. So if my time is in his hands, why should I think that I can limit him to my time? Why do I tell him, you showed me, why are you not doing it? Praise the Lord. David did not say, you anointed me. You made me a vagabond and now they're taking my children? No. The Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord is God. Brethren, that is the crux of the matter. Will you encourage yourself on your deathbed? Will you encourage yourself when you stay financial ruin in the face? Will you encourage yourself when you are almost being fired? Will you encourage yourself when you are begging to eat? Will you encourage yourself when suddenly those that don't fall sick and the little money you have put aside, you have to spend for oppression? Will you encourage yourself in the Lord? Because if you do not, then you cannot pursue. Praise the Lord. So if your dreams are not being fulfilled, pray. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17, pray without ceasing. Amen? Pray. Even after you have prayed and prayed and you have become a, 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 an emergency prayer warrior and you still do not receive an answer, plan. Because in Jeremiah 29, 11, it said, I know the plans I have for you. And if Jesus is the first one of the righteous, and I am in Christ, and Christ is hidden God, God can plan, then I can plan. 
It might take you 20 years to build a house, but plan. The plan might not be on paper, but plan. Now you have planned, and still you have not received an answer. Pursue God, not man. You see where the problem is? Let me give you, let me give you a typical example. In Nigeria, when I was still in Nigeria, sometimes people will come to me for assistance. And there are some times, okay, I will help you, but the moment I say that, everything shuts down. And I start to wonder, why is everything shut down? And God tells me, they see you as God, so I don't want to help them. So I tell people, yes, I will help you, but go and talk to him. Amen. Pursue the goal that you have in God, not in man. And there's a chance that even after you've done all that, nothing works out. What do you do? You praise. Amen. Most of us, we praise when we have money in our pockets. Have you praised when there's no money? Have you praised when you're on the sick bed? Have you praised when they tell you that the person you've been fasting for, your sister, your brother, your mother, your, your father, you've been fasting for for two weeks, for one month, died? Will you still praise him? Or will you murmur and look at how your trouser is loose because you've been fasting? What will you do? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So pray. Everybody say pray. Plan. Pursue. Praise. Praise God. Praise Him in season and praise Him out of season. Let me tell you one thing before I end, before I pray. The only woman in the Bible that I know died barren was a woman that scorned a praiser. Praise the Lord. I said, the only woman I know, so you might be a better Bible scholar than I am, but the only woman I know in the Bible is Miriam, the daughter of Saul, the wife of David. She never had a child, because when David was bringing the ark back to Jerusalem, David was joyful, he was dancing. When he takes a step, he will kill an oxen. When he takes another one, he will sacrifice another oxen. And he was doing that until they got to Jerusalem, dancing. And by the time they finished, and they glorified God, and they said, ark in the temple. And he now got back to his house. And the woman said, oh, you see how wonderful it is that the king of Israel is dancing naked on the streets. And that chapter ended. And David said, well, you don't know what God has done for me. And the chapter ended and said, and Miriam never had a child. Let us stand up. You will not be barren. Amen. Financially, you will not be barren. Amen. Professionally, you will not be barren. Maritally, you will not be barren. Ministerially, you will not be barren. Educationally, you will not be barren. In every area of your life, you will not be barren. Yeah. Fruitfulness will surround you. Yeah. I see God putting you in the garden of fruitfulness. Yeah. But you must praise Him. Yeah. But you must praise Him. Yeah. But praise Him. Yeah. It is not about what you have. It is not about what you don't have. It is not about where you should have been. It is not about where you are. It is about the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The lily of the valley of the rose of Sharon. It is about the Lord that went to the cross. And when he died, the Bible says that the veil of the temple was torn open. And when he resurrected, in the book of Revelation, he told John, he said, I am he that was dead, but is now alive. He said, behold, I hold the keys of hell and of death. Brethren, just raise up your hands and start to glorify him. Lord, no matter what I go through, I praise you. No matter the pain I feel, I praise you. I thank you because your word has come to heal me. I give you praise because your word has come to make a difference. I honor and adore you because your word will open a door for me. I thank you, Daddy, because it is not about what I don't have. It is not about what I have. It is about you, Lord. 
Father, I give you praise. I give you praise. I worship you. I reverence you, Daddy. May your name be glorified. Thank you, King of mercy. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Lord, the way David pursued and overtook and recovered all. And from today, today is the 20th day of April 2012. Lord, I will recover all that the enemy has stolen. I will recover all that the devil has stolen. All that I lost by the reason of my mistake, I will recover. All that I lost by the reason of it, I will recover. Open your mouth and start to cry unto the Lord. Start to speak the word of God into your life. Because it is the word of God and it is life. The Bible says, the Lord Jesus said, is that this word that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Father, because your word is life. Mighty Father, David pursued and he overtook and he recovered all. Father, from today, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will recover everything the enemy has stolen from me. I will recover everything the enemy has stolen from me. I will recover everything I have, I have lost due to today. I will recover. I glorify you. I worship you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Mighty and everlasting Father, we thank you. Ah, you are wonderful, Lord. I need you to give him seven hallelujah. 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 Glory. Father, we thank you. Because the heavens have taken note that your children have had your word. And the Father, I believe that that word will not come back to you void. For the words you have spoken to them and to me will accomplish that which you have, spoke, you have sent it to accomplish in our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we will not murmur, we will not grumble. Those that grumble in the wilderness, they perish in the wilderness. But we will not perish in the wilderness. Amen. The man that challenged you and said, how can it be? Father, he saw it, but he did not experience it. Lord, the enemy will not snare us in the name of Jesus. We will see your blessing in our lives. We will experience it in the name of Jesus. The way David pursued, overtook and recovered all. Father, I speak into the lives of your children. Not by my power, not by my might, but by the unction of the Spirit of the living God. That from this day henceforth, they will pursue, they will overtake, and they will recover all in the name of Jesus. Father, our lives will give you glory. Unbelievers will see that which you have started to do, and they will ask us about you, and we will bring them to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, mighty Father. We give you praise, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Just raise your hands and start giving praise. Just thank Him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are you blessed by the Lord? Hallelujah. Let us thank Him. Father God, once again we thank You. We give all glory, honor, praises unto You. Thank You, Lord, that our time is all in Your hand. Father, we praise you at all times. We thank you for the past. Lord, we thank you for the present life. We also thank you for the future, O oh Father, because you are our God and we are your children. Thank you, Lord, for the servant. Lord, for whom you use in this day, let your anointing be remain in him forever. Lord, in the multiple portions, so that we will be a blessing to one another. Father, we also pray. Lord, the word which you have spoken to us, remain in our life forever, O oh Father. Help us to be a living and a victorious children in this land for your glory. Help us to be a blessing to one another and Lord as a living witnesses forever. Father, as we are going to depart from this place, 
taken safely to our respective home. Until we meet again, Father, we pray, your grace will be in abundance in our lives, O Father. We also pray for our pastor who is traveling, O Father. Let your grace be with him. Lord, with your lucky grace, we will see. Lord, help us to meet once again together, O Father. Once again, Lord, we pray for the couples who are going to marry in this week, O Father. Let your anointing be upon them. It is you who propose. Lord, you will take care of the, every preparation as they are going to do, Lord, in these days, O Father. Help us to meet and bless this couple in this week, O Father. In Jesus' most exalted name, we offer this prayer. Let us share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. And we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Go in peace. May God bless you all.